Chapter Fifty Nine of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Marie Antoinette as Queen, and Madame de Lamotte as Woman. The courier dispatched for Madame de Lamotte, not finding her at home, went to the hotel of the Cardinal de Rohan to inquire if she were there. The well-tutored Swiss replied that she was not, but that he could get any message transmitted to her. The courier, therefore, left word for her to come to the queen as soon as possible. The man had hardly left the door before the message was delivered to Jeanne, as she sat at supper with the cardinal. She set off immediately and was at once introduced into the queen's chamber. "'Oh!' cried the queen on seeing her. "'I have something to tell you. The king has refused me five hundred thousand francs.' "'Mon Dieu!' murmured the countess incredible is it not he struck through the item but it is useless to talk of it you must return to paris and tell the cardinal that since he is so kind i accept the five hundred thousand francs he offered me it is selfish i know but what can i do oh madame cried jeanne we are lost the cardinal no longer has the money the queen started no money stammered she no madame an unexpected creditor claimed this money from him it was a debt of honour and he paid it the whole five hundred thousand franc yes madame and he has no more no madame he told me this an hour and a half ago and confessed to me that he had no other resources the queen leaned her head on her hands then after a few moments reflection she said this countess is a terrible lesson for me and a punishment for having done anything great or small without the king's knowledge it was a folly I had no need of this necklace. True, madame, but if the queen consulted only her absolute wants, I must consult before everything the tranquillity and happiness of my household. I renounce forever what has begun with so much annoyance. I will sacrifice my vanity on the altar of duty, as Monsieur de Provence would say, and beautiful as this necklace is, you shall carry it back to messieurs Burma and Bolsange. Carry it back? Yes. But, madame, your majesty has already given one hundred thousand francs for it. Well, I shall gain all the rest that was to have been paid for it. But, madame, they will not like to return your money. I give it up on condition of their breaking the contract. Now, Countess, that I have come to this determination, I feel at ease once more. This necklace brought with it cares and fears. Diamonds cannot compensate for these. Take it away, Countess. The jewellers must be satisfied. They will have their necklace and one hundred thousand francs into the bargain. But, Monsieur de Rohan... He only acted to give me pleasure, and when he is told it is my pleasure not to have the necklace, 
he will understand me i am sure and if he is a good friend he will approve and strengthen me in my sacrifice saying these words the queen held out the casket to jeanne she did not take it why not ask for time madame no countess it is humiliation one may humiliate oneself for a person one loves to save a living creature were it only a dog but only to keep some sparkling stones never countess take it away but madame it will surely become known that your majesty has had the jewels and was obliged to return them no one will know anything about it the jewellers will surely hold their tongues for a hundred thousand francs take it away countess and thank monsieur de rohan for his good will towards me there is no time to lose go as soon as possible and bring me back a receipt for them madame it shall be done as you wish she first drove home and changed her dress which was too elegant for a visit to the jewellers meanwhile she reflected much she thought still it was a fault for monsieur de rohan to allow the queen to part with these jewels and should she obey her orders without consulting him would he not have reason to complain would he not rather sell himself than let the queen return them i must consult him she thought but after all he never can get the money she then took the necklace from the case once more to look at and admire it one million six hundred thousand francs in my possession true it is but for an hour to carry away such a sum in gold i should want two horses yet how easily i hold it here but i must decide shall i go to the cardinal or take it direct to the jewellers as the queen ordered and the receipt in what form shall i get it so as not to compromise the queen the cardinal or myself shall i consult ah oh, if he loved me more and could give me the diamonds she sat down again and remained nearly an hour in deep thought then she rose with a strange look in her eyes and rang the bell with a determined air she ordered a coach and in a few minutes she reached the house of the journalist monsieur rateau de villette End of chapter fifty nine recording by john van stan savannah georgia